You know how fast you were going? What? How fast you were going? I don't know. Ten? Eight. Be advised, this is an explicit podcast, so if you're easily offended, get your panties twisted into a knot, turn this off before you get butt hurt and mad, start to cry, have to run to your safe space. All opinions are those of the host and his guest, and do not reflect the opinions of any government agency. Welcome to Motor Cop Chronicles Podcast. Little midweek news thing. Also, I am trying out this uh, restream going on three different platforms, and hopefully, I fixed my whole uh, lagging and drop frame issue, and nothing gets hemmed up. So, I hope everybody's having a happy hump day anyway. And let's get started. This first one right here, if you're watching and not just listening, there's a picture of a Krispy Kreme donut and a COVID vaccine record card. I don't know about y'all. I'm, uh, I don't plan on getting the vaccine anytime, anytime soon at all, but I think it's just fucked up that Krispy Kreme <laughs> is trying to Trap people in the go and get the vaccine to say you can get a donut. I think you can get a donut every single day if you bring your card in for like a year or something. I'm not real sure. But I don't know if they're trying to get cops to cook and get the vaccine more or something because that's like hunting in the baited field. they putting traps out. And I do believe that uh, obesity is one of the bad factors if you happen to catch COVID. So, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Are they trying to hurt you? Or is the doctor just trying to get you to get diabetes too? Can't get can't get the COVID, but you can get some diabetes. So, keep coming on in. I thought that was kind of fucking funny that they want to uh, give you free donuts trying to give you like a reward for getting your vaccine. Also, personally, I don't like Krispy Kreme donuts. I think they taste like shit. I prefer like Mary Lee's or something else that's more fluffy and more delicious than a Krispy Kreme. So, anyway, let's get on to our second news story. I just can't believe that Krispy Kreme is trying to trick people into getting it. This next one here, we'll pull up the little pictures. See these two people right here, Kenya Cobbs and Beverly Campbell. These two individuals here are college students, or maybe they still are, or maybe they're not anymore. I'm not real sure, because 
No, Anastasia, I don't know if they're giving the shots at Krispy Kreme. They might be giving you insulin shots at Krispy Kreme from the diabetic coma you will get from all the sugar <laughs> from the damn donuts. Like I said, I, I'm not a fan of Krispy Kreme. Anyway, these two fine individuals I have up here were two uh, ULM students. They were arrested for selling marijuana out of their dorm room. This happened on the 18th this month. At approximately 9 p.m., ULM officers received an anonymous tip from the ULM Safe app stating that between the hours of 7 to 9 p.m., there had been heavy foot traffic in and out of the room. Out of yeah, I'm getting tongue-tied. In and out of the room, 110 of Madison Hall. That drug activity was suspected. Officers identified the room as belonging to Kenya Cobbs, and they reviewed the cameras that were pointed in that area, seeing seven people go in and out between those hours, determining that the complaint was valid. Officers then went to the location and knocked on the door, making contact with Cobbs and his girlfriend, Beverly Campbell. Cobbs invited the officers in, and both he and Campbell admitted to selling marijuana out of the room. They directed officers to a closet where they found 147.8 grams of marijuana, three scales, 12 empty packs of cigarillos, and a hookah. Cobbs and Campbell were advised of their Miranda rights, arrest and handcuffed, taken to the OCC where they were booked on the charges of possession with intent to distribute marijuana and possession of drug paraphernalia. Uh, I don't know if they just let them have a bond out or not. The story don't reflect that. But uh, there goes that college education. Uh, sure, I don't know if I don't know if they were on tops or any scholarships or anything like that. But let's talk about some bad fucking choices right there for Miss Beverly and Kenya. For selling weed in their dorm room. They got ratted out by their fellow students. Good job, fellow student. Probably just ruined their entire life for having a college education to make a little money being drug dealers. Didn't work out well for them. That one caught my eye also. No. This one here, I'm, I got a real, the, the last one, second to last one I plan on talking about is extremely long. I don't plan on uh, reading the whole entire thing on that one because we'll probably be here all night because like that it's like super long. I have plenty of pictures on that one also. All right, this next one here, make sure I'm keeping my spot. There we go. More, Mr. Moore's Miles right there. He is another upstanding citizen. Hello, Megan. I'm seeing if I'm going to freeze up or not. So far, so good. All right. This news article read, it's from The Advocate, a man out on bail while facing a murder charge is accused of assaulting his girlfriend with a gun. That would be Mr. Morris Miles right there. 
He was from Prairieville. An Ascension Parish man out on bail while facing a second-degree murder charge assaulted his girlfriend with a pistol over the weekend, Sheriff Deputy said. Morris L. Miles, 28 years old, attacked his girlfriend on Saturday night inside a Prairieville home while multiple children were present, Ascension Sheriff's Deputy said Monday. Deputy said they found the woman and the children, and they were both safe after the incident. On June 2019, Miles, who lived in the 36,000 block of, I'm thinking this is Pookie Lane in Prairieville. That's a hell of a name for a fucking name, Pookie. I just watched uh, New Jack City, like, last night. That guy, just ironic, that guy's name was Pookie on there, one of them. Anyway, he'd been accused of shooting a 45-year-old man in Prairieville during an argument. He pled not guilty to those charges, of course. After his attorney argued in late 2019 that Miles' bail was excessive for the murder count, the court set a figure of a $100,000 bond in January 2020. Miles was released on August 22nd, court and online record show. He was arrested again on October 23rd, over a series of drug traffic and domestic abuse counts that were later dropped or dismissed. Miles was re- again released January 31st. After the alleged tax attack Saturday, deputies searched the f- home and found Miles with a gun and illegal narcotics, including methamphetamine, marijuana, some heroin, and some boxing, the sheriff's office said. In addition... To Miles' lengthy criminal history that has involved more than two dozen arrests, deputies said the girlfriend also had an active protective order against him at the time of the assault Saturday, which if he had an active assault on him, uh, he had a protective order against him. It's illegal for him to possess a gun, which it's illegal for him to possess a gun if he's a convicted felon also. And I'm assuming, assuming that he is a convicted felon. Miles was arrested and booked on counts of violation of a protective order, felony domestic abuse battery with child endangerment. Oh, well, see, I was right. Illegal possession of a firearm by a convicted felon, possession with the intent to distribute marijuana, methamphetamine, suboxone, possession of heroin, felony domestic abuse, aggravated assault, possession of a firearm while in presence of a controlled dangerous substance, possession of drug paraphernalia, and a felony bench warrant for failure to appear in court, deputy said. Well, they just, he had the whole fucking kitchen sink on him, didn't he? Didn't waste no time with that shit. He was booked and remained Monday afternoon in the Ascension Parish Prison. The Sheriff's Jail's website listed his total bond amount at $85,000. But deputies said that figure did not reflect the full bond amount for all counts for which he was booked. The actual total was still being determined. That's just, uh, seems... Very low to me, $85,000 when, you know, he's got a whole buffet of charges sitting there against him. And if he was at the house with all that shit, I'm willing to bet that she let him back in the house that he didn't break in. So this guy was out of jail on a murder, on out on bond on a murder charge. He got rearrested. 
And I'm sure that those charges of domestic violence was against her also, which she probably decided to have the charges dropped, and that's why he got released the second time. And here he is back at it again. Mr. Miles right here is not the type of person I'd want my daughter dating. Tell you what, he's a real winner right there. And the judges, I, I bet you... I, he must have some people with money or something that he keeps getting bonded out. It's a little fucking ridiculous. This man's going to end up killing somebody if the judges keep letting him out of prison or jail. He ain't in prison yet. Anyway, Mr. Miles is a fucking dirtbag. Judges need to leave his ass in prison. Keep, uh, Ascension Parish a little safer anyway and that uh, girlfriend of his needs to make some real better choices that uh, instead of keep going out with him that's just fucking ridiculous alright this next story is uh, quite long I'm not I'm not going to read the whole entire story I don't know if you all have heard about it it's uh, this one's across the pond over there in the UK somewhere it's England area uh that they're having like major riots going on. And uh it's called Kill the Bill Riot. Okay. And uh pull all these pictures up. There's a lot of them. Got this one right here. Let's start with this one right here. If you're online and you're looking at this, have you noticed this little part right here? What's wrong with this picture? Yes. I hope you see it. <laughs> The female protester is pictured urinating on a policeman in a shocking image from last night's Kill Bill Riot, Kill the Bill Riot in Bristol. See that little slut right there? I'm sure her news all the pictures right here for it. This is just some of them. This news article had on uh, like 39 pictures. Says other rioters were seen squatting down defecating on officers' feet amid mayhem that left one cop with a collapsed lung and another in the hospital with a broken arm. This shit's fucking ridiculous. Disgusting pictures showed one woman pulling her underwear with her back to a line of riot cops, then walking away leaving a puddle of we. That's what it says in the news, or we. On an officer's boot. Tell you what, a bitch would have dropped her drawers in front of me and started pissing. Her shit would have been on fire because I'd have sprayed the shit out of her ass and female parts with some fucking pepper spray or something. I'd set that bitch on fire. Nasty little slut. They posed for selfies while squatting inches from the police, cheered on by a bang mob of rioters. Twitter user who posted the footage said female protester drops her trousers and goes to the toilet in front of a police line while hundreds of protesters, a couple with stolen riot shields, cheered her on. Really? They, I mean, they could have arrested her right there for indecent exposure, personally. I'm not going to sit there and just let somebody piss and fucking shit on me. I can tell you that right now. 
naturally selfies were taken. And uh, her parents must be so proud and with the amount of self-respect that she has for herself. Oh, I'm, I'm fucking so sure that her, her parents are fucking just, I bet you they just are like the happiest people in the world. Could you imagine turning the phone, uh, the TV on, the telly, and seeing your nice little girl fucking squatting and shitting and pissing right, right on the side of the road? Hello? Sissy, is that you? Is that you, Sissy? Yes, Daddy, that's me. Sissy, let me tell you what. I, I'm, I'm so proud of you. I, turn, I turned on uh, BBC News, and and I saw your, your ass and your pussy squatting down out there and uh, on TV. Yes, that's me, Daddy. I poo-pooed on the cops out there. I'm glad, Sissy, that I raised such a nasty street hoe like you oh daddy thank you so much i'm sure that's how that conversation would go real proud parents right there pieces of (laughs) stupid shit so the total of 20 officers were injured as the mob of animals laid siege to the sit to the city's bridewell police station throwing bricks and fireworks it's setting fire to police vans. Bristol's mayor today condemned the selfie, selfish and pathetic rioters. I'm, I'm sure that hurts their feelings that the the mayor just condemned them just to, you know, we're condemned by the mayor for selfish, you know. Including hundreds of serial troublemakers who came from outside of the city. Asked by talk radio's Julia Hartley about protesters seen pooing on cops, Mayor Marvin Reese said, It's pathetic. Well, it's worse than pathetic. It's also politically illiterate. That makes no fucking sense. Politically illiterate? The fuck? Really? We're doing the real job in this city of trying to tackle inequality, feed our children, work on domestic violence, and mental health. Well, it seems like y'all got a lot of fucking mental health problems going on out there. It's just selfish, self-indulgent, and self-centered behavior that's all about them living out their fantasies of being revolutionaries. Well, I don't think it's quite a fantasy if you're looking at these pictures. From the pictures I've seen, and I'm not quite sure, but I don't think all the cops carry guns over there. Uh, I think they got like a, from what I understand, I think they only have like, it's like a special unit or something that actually carries guns in that part of the world. Because so, in some of these pictures I've looked at, I mean, I don't see any of these cops that are armed with anything except maybe a little billy club or something like that. Which ain't gonna catch <laughs> I'm not going to work a fucking mob unarmed with a stick. 
Meanwhile, today it was claimed rioters set fire to a police car with officers inside of it. We have them actually squirting liquid on their visors and setting it on fire. They've turned up. They've turned up with weapons and then tried to set fire to police vehicle. Police officers actually inside. This is close to attempted murder of these police. It's not close. It is. It is. They they, they tried to set them on fire. That is attempted murder. Not close to it. This is the level of violence and determination that these animals have gone to. And this is something we cannot tolerate. Well, it's like y'all fucking tolerating it pretty good. It looks like fucking Portland or something over there. A whole seven people were arrested so far following the disgraceful violence. Mask Yobes, which I have no idea how many, armed with baseball bats, smashed in a police station window. Others climbed onto a first floor roof to rain down missiles on ranks of, I don't know what kind of missiles they're throwing. They have MXs or something, or are they throwing rocks? Are they throwing first. What, what, what? I don't think they have handheld missiles. They're throwing them. Yeah, yeah. They didn't have donuts. That's for sure. They have a picture showing police vehicles being rocked side by side by protesters before it was sprayed with graffiti and set on fire. Police either had to call from help from neighboring forces as the kill the bill march against new protest laws turned violent. Get down to talk about where this kill the bill is. Kill the bill. The police crime sentencing and courts bill would give forces in England and Wales more power to impose conditions on non nonviolent protesters including including those deemed too noisy or a nuisance with fines or jail for those convicted. Mass gatherings are currently banned because of the pandemic, but thousands turned up last night despite officers strongly advising against doing so. Chief Counsel Marsh said the numbers at the demonstrations very quickly rose to as many as 3,000 people, while a group of four or 500 were intent on violence, damage, and criminality. But they arrested a whole seven of them out of 3,000. They arrested seven fucking people. These people were intent on causing serious disorder, violence, and damage. People with a grudge against the police. Welcome to my fucking world. Oh, the home security minister, whatever, slammed the protests on Twitter saying, unacceptable scenes in Bristol, thuggery and disorder by a minority will never be tolerated. Well, you did arrest seven people, didn't you? Prime Minister Boris Johnson said people have a right to protest, but the violent scenes were unacceptable. He added, they should protest peacefully and legally. Bristol Mayor Marvin Reese said last night, smashing buildings in our city center, vandalizing vehicles, attacking our police will do nothing to lessen the likelihood of this bill going through. On the contrary, the lawlessness on show will be used as evidence to promote the need for the bill. I agree with him on that. 
I mean, you're just proving their point for them by doing the shit you're doing. It's these disgusting scenes in Bristol by a mob of animals who were injuring police officers, members of the public, and damaging property. We have officers with suspected broken arms and ribs. This is so wrong. No shit. Some of the key measures in the government's police crime sentencing and courts bill include uh, Well, I don't know why they didn't put down what it included. These are men and women out there with the intention of serving and protecting the public. They should never be subjugated to assault or abuse in this way. Oh, no. We just, they, I'm sure they enjoyed it. Everybody likes getting hurt, right? They ought to uh, attack them with donuts. It's, it's a super long story. Many were wearing masks and carried placards saying, say no to UK police state and freedom to protest is fundamental to democracy and kill the bill. It comes as anger continues to grow over the Mets police heavy-handed response to a vigil for Sarah Everard in Chapham, South London at the weekend. That urged people to not attend a demonstration, warning that enforcement action would be taken against them. Guess it didn't work. Anyway, that that that's the whole story. I skipped over some parts of it. But these people are fucking pissed off like a motherfucker over this this bill they got going on. So it seems unfortunate that we are not the only people having to deal with dumbasses. Especially this nice little girl right here pee-peeing, poo-pooing on the policeman, taking a selfie. You show that to your kids growing up, I'm sure they'll be proud of their mommy. Nasty bitch. All right. This last story was, uh, I didn't play pictures up or anything on it, but think I saved it. I'm not sure. It, uh, not one that, uh, if I didn't, I, I still remember some of it. They, uh, it's about, uh, these two cops that Went and got themselves in a little bit of trouble. Which I'm not going to try to make any excuses for them whatsoever. Because you make your own bed. You got to lay on it. Lay in it. Anyway. This is two law enforcement officers forced out of their jobs or adamant they did nothing wrong after being arrested following a night of partying with a 19-year-old and a 17-year-old girl. Uh, Casey Jackson, 24, and Corey Champagne, 32, were arrested on simple battery charges. Jackson was a deputy sheriff with the Tangeville Parish Sheriff's Office, and Champagne, a police officer with Bunky Police Department, were fired or resigned from their jobs after the arrest. 
Men were arrested after a call for help from the 17-year-old who reported she was drinking and had been grabbed. While speaking with deputies investigating the case, at least one of the girls said they were being paid to take their clothes off. The group were together at a house Jackson and Champagne shared in the Hammond area. In an earlier interview, family members of the 17-year-old said the girls went to the home after the meeting meeting with the men at a club, but the men disputed the girls' accounts. In an interview, who, who, the men disputed the account. Jackson and Champagne claimed the girls both came over on their own after meeting them outside of a club and invited the girls back to the house. The men admitted that they were drinking, but denied being the ones to provide alcohol to the girls who were not of drinking age. During the interview, Jackson took issue with being questioned about someone under 21 drinking with him. She's not a juvenile. She's a woman, Casey Jackson said. She's not a minor. Corey Champagne also said in the interview, at 17 years of age, she's considered an adult. Her age did not come through until midway through the night. She wasn't doing anything wrong. No one touched her or gave her alcohol. The men admitted to offering the 19-year-old money to strip, but said the 17-year-old was not participating. I'm allowed to have a private life, and what happens in my home should be no concern to the public. Champagne said and added, there was nothing that happened. It's a made-up story. So at this point, if you believe that, everyone has a right to believe what they want. I didn't break the law, Jackson said. I'm a young man who had a woman at my house doing what young men would do and hanging out. The attorneys, David Rosas jared ambo are strongly defending their clients and agree with the men that they did nothing wrong there's absolutely nothing wrong with giving someone who is 17 alcohol in your own home ambo said hold on a minute like i said <laughs> yeah <laughs> there is something wrong with giving somebody 17 years old alcohol that's in your own home if it's not your own kid Okay, it's not your kid. You can, I mean, I, I think I think they changed the law recently to 18 in Louisiana. I have to look it up, but still, she's 17. She's not your kid. So, I mean, did you know? I mean, okay, y'all met her outside. Y'all met these two girls outside of a club, a bar or whatever. What, what was the underage girls doing at the bar? What was the 17-year-old girl doing out there anyway? But... Yeah, there's something wrong with giving a 17-year-old alcohol at your house, and it's not your child. I'm I'm sorry, dude. Uh, Amber said both men's lives. That that's the law. It's not contributing to delinquency of a minor. Amber said both men's lives have been ruined. These young women have been fired from their jobs, lost their reputation. Amber said it's gotten bad. They're getting threats, terrible emails, mails, and their families being contacted. The 17-year-old's family maintains the teenager's story is truthful. You're supposed to trust law enforcement, the girl's grandmother, Deontay Ozron, said. That's that's the people you call for help. You're not supposed to be having to call someone to help you from law enforcement. Both Champagne and Jackson maintained the victim is lying and said nothing illegal about the situation. Champagne also said his former boss, the Monkey Police Chief, is not being truthful about Champagne resigning from the four. Okay. There's like all kind of shit wrong, you know, on both sides of the story. Uh, it's like first the 
like I said, I'm not blaming. I'm not saying these girls. Of course, they weren't raped or nothing. From what I understand from the previous story, the the girl. They said they, they they grabbed a girl by her arms or something, and they wanted her to take her shirt off. And then she said she had to pee or something, and locked herself in the bathroom. Got on her social media, said she needed help, and some people called the cops. Some of her friends sent the cops over there, and yada yada yada. I go back. What what the fuck was the seventeen year old girl doing at a bar? Uh, I don't think they forced her to go back to the house. She she knew what the intentions were. Um, like I said, they didn't arrest, these these men wasn't arrested for for anything sexual. They both got charged with, I think, simple battery, which is, I think, to start, like, basically the law reads, it's the touching of another person without that other person's permission, touching. Uh, so they weren't charged with anything else but that. So, but I am of, the, like I said, did they make the correct choice? If if I would have been one of them, uh, even at their age, and this little the nineteen year old, hey, she she's 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 grown up, okay. But if I'd have been out, even at either one of them's age, and find out one of them girls was seventeen years old, and I was in law enforcement, I'd have been have a nice night. You're not coming to my house. No way, no hell. Uh, no, not going to fucking happen. <clears throat> so, I personally am, like I said, and this is my opinion, I'm going to lay blame on all parties involved. Did they make stupid decisions, the, the two uh, law enforcement people? Yeah, they were thinking with the wrong head. Did the girl make stupid decisions? Yeah. And so, I mean, that's the whole thing. Maybe she was ready to go and a 19-year-old wasn't ready to go. And she said, so she got mad or whatever. Or maybe she was out past curfew and thought she was going to get in trouble or something else like that, yada, yada, yada. They have known, you know, they have had, you know, guys get in trouble because girls, you know, got caught when they got caught sleeping with them and they yell rape and, you know, and vice versa. So, in my opinion, my opinion only, I lay blame on all of them involved. Like I said, the cops making just stupid personal decisions. When they found out, when they found out she was seventeen, both of them should have been no, you know, you, you know, let me know when you're eighteen. Even if she's eighteen. They could have still got charged with the same thing if she if she spun this story. The best thing, <laughs> it's a tricky situation out there now. But you know, let's, uh, I'd just like to wait. It'll probably be a while if they ever do report on it again uh, to see the rest of the story, see who's telling the truth and who's not telling the truth because it'll eventually come out on who's telling the truth. Excuse me. It's raining over here, and I can hear it, and it makes me yawn. Like I said, we'll, we'll find out who's making it, telling the truth. Just like they have that. Uh, I'm still waiting to see the body cam footage from that uh, LSU football player that accused them Baton Rouge cops of doing some shit. And when I heard that story come out, and I'm like, yeah, and everybody was, you know, bashing on them. I'm like, hold up. I said, I ain't making no judgment call yet with um, the story that they're telling. I said, 
let's wait until the body cam footage comes out and we'll say, well, those cops are back at work and been exonerated. I think the only thing they got in trouble for was saying some cuss words. But nobody's seen the body cam footage yet because I'm sure this LSU football player was lying through his fucking teeth. So let's see the footage. But the news ain't, ain't reporting big time on that. And if these guys, and I hope they do, even though they made stupid-ass decisions, if I hope they do and uh, get exonerated. The problem is, at this point, with their names being thrown through the freaking mud and all over the TV and the news and stuff, uh, and making a dumb dis- decision they did, but even though, you know, even if they're exonerated, say if they didn't do nothing wrong, they, their career, there's a good chance their careers are done in law enforcement, unless they can find somebody to give them a second chance. But there's a good chance that uh, they're done. Yeah, anyway, like I said, they, their name's being drugged through the wood. And if they are found to be not guilty, I, I can almost guarantee you that the fucking news media is not going to... Uh, the news media is not going to be reporting really big on it, even if they report on it at all. Because they don't want to, you know, say, oh, yeah, well, these cops didn't do nothing. You never hear that shit. You won't hear it. You know, so I, I'd like to see the rest of that story if and when it does come out. So, uh, you know, I have any opinion or anything on that? Uh, it looks like my stream has went well this evening. So hopefully next time I do go live with some people it, it's and guests and stuff, everything works out very well with it. I do want to give a little shout out here. Let me pull it up. Bear with me. Old fucker looking for something. Here we go. I did get a, a, a new five-star review today that I noticed, or Sunday. It just showed up on my end from uh, Tebow71. He said he just finished listening to my September, October 2020 episodes. He says he laughed. He laughed until he cried. Great show. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. And I uh, just want to give you a little shout-out and tell you thank you. Give me that review. I appreciate it a lot. All right. Well, it's going to be ending. Let's roll this one up for this evening. And uh, Don't forget, uh, part two of Doc Holiday will be released Sunday evening. So check it out Sunday night or Monday morning. Uh, I'll tell you, I'll give you this. Uh, we I named that episode The Shit Show. It was not quite as serious as the first one, uh, part one. And uh, if you listen to it, you'll realize why it is called The Shit Show. So if you want to get in contact with me, if you would like to be a guest, send me a story, motorcopchronicles at gmail.com. I'm on Facebook, Twitter. Uh, I got parlor. I don't check it very much. I might get bam to maybe... Give me an Instagram or something like that. Try to get out there a little bit more. If you're, like I said, if you're a first responder, veteran, uh, 
you don't have to be a motor cop. You be, you know, I, I really like to get a bicycle cop. Still waiting on a bicycle cop. I want to interview a bicycle cop. Cop. Anyway, hit me up on the email. If you're on that, listen on Apple Podcasts, uh, rate and review me. If you like me, give me a five star. Rate me a review. I appreciate it. It helps with the algorithm. And um, like I always say, smile because the Ice Man could always be behind you. I'm cranking up on the throttle. This is how legends are.